Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. The sun is going down, and you know what that means. It's time for me to record another episode of my podcast, The Beautiful Dead. As always, I am your host, Lena Nazari, and you can go to lenanazari.com, see links to my social media, or you can go to Instagram and put in The Beautiful Dead Podcast. You'll find me that way. Twitter is at PA Beautiful Dead. TikTok is at Beautiful Dead Podcast, or you can go old school, just email me. That's lena at lenanazari.com. I will tell you that anyone who reaches out to me, I do respond. I love to hear from you guys. It might not be right away, but I will respond to you. As of the moment I am recording this podcast, I am done at the hospital. That is right, my fanged family. I am done at the hospital. I am no longer a full-time employee of the hospital. I think it's going to take a little while for me to like adjust to my new life, which is uh, having evenings and weekends off. I'm starting a new job in two days. It is Monday through Friday, 8 to 4, work from home. It's the dream. It's the nurse's dream. So you know what that means? It's going to give me more time to record so I can do this regularly again, more time to do convention appearances, and babies, more time to write. I am halfway through the third book. Speaking of which, the second book, Code Blood, came out on uh, Friday the 13th, so it's been out for about three weeks now. So if you haven't gotten it, go get it on uh, Amazon. If you haven't read the first one, uh, you probably want to read the first one. (laughs) It's called Bite Shift and then um, pick up the second one. Buy them both because what I'm hearing from people is they're reading it in a couple days, they can't put it down, and then they're ready for the sequel. So to save yourself from having to wait for the sequel to show up, just buy them both. Speaking of conventions, I have them coming up. I'm so excited. So the the, um, first one for this season is going to be in two weeks. It will be in June, and it's Father's Day weekend. And I will be at Altoona at Sci-Fi Valley. As a matter of fact, I, yours truly, will be doing a 30-minute vampire panel on Friday night and Saturday afternoon called The Anatomy of a Vampire. Come check it out. Um, I may record it and post it, but I don't know. I'll have to talk to the owner of the convention before I promise that. Uh, end of July, I will be in Toronto for my Canadian listeners. It'll be my first Canadian appearance. I love going to Canada, so I'm very excited to go to Toronto, and that's the Supernatural Convention. 
And then um, in August, I will be in Maryland at the Maryland Pop and Horror Convention. And you are the first to hear I have a new appearance that will be November 11th through the 13th. I will be at Monster Mania in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know how much I love my Pennsylvania, so I will have another Pennsylvania appearance. Um, please go to my website to check out um, information on my appearances, but also to get um, latest up-to-date anytime I add an appearance. Uh, join my fanged family. They get to hear about things first. So they got to see the cover first. They'll get to see the cover of the third book first. Um, they get everything before everybody else. And please, I haven't asked to do this in a while, but please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Uh, share it with all your friends. Post it on your social media. Helps people find me. Um, and please send me your suggestions. I love when I get suggestions from people about... Um, things they want to hear me talk about. I have a massive list, uh, but if you say something, I'll pull it to the top. Um, I have a few planned out for the next couple weeks. Now that I know that I can actually sit down and record and I'm not going to get called into the hospital, I have, I have so much to do. I'm so excited. So I'll be recording this and then I'm going to sit down and work on my third book because I just have so many ideas. All right, let's get to the actual show. That's what you guys are here for, right? You get so sick of hearing me um, ramble on about the same things. So, so tonight we are talking about the Netflix original Night Teeth. Uh, it just came out, I want to say, the beginning of this year. I sh really should have looked. Um, it came out on Netflix. I did actually start it and then ended up not finishing it. So I went back and started it from the beginning and um, sat through it for you guys. So don't say I don't love you because the things that I sit through for you guys, um, but it did come out in 2021, so it is relatively new. Let's talk about the cast. So Debbie Ryan plays Blair. Anybody who has uh, children will probably know her from um, Jessie on Disney. Lucy Fry plays Zoe, and this is a vampiric crossover, everybody. She also played a vampire in Vampire Academy, which I did oh, a while ago. Um, Alfie Allen plays Victor. John Hurt. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, Alexander Ludwig is Rocco, and then Megan Fox is in very quickly as Grace. Um, and let's just do like a little synopsis here, because if you haven't seen it, a spoiler alert most of the time I tell you guys you know if you don't want it ruined for you go watch it and then come back but I actually recommend you don't watch this movie it's an hour and a half of your life you can't get back so just listen to me talk about it I promise I'll hit the highlights um, <laughs> but like as always I will ruin it for you I will tell you who hooks up with who who breaks up with who who kills who and how so just be ready but let's do a quick summary Benny, a freelance chauffeur driving in place of his brother Jay, is hired by friends Blair and Zoe to drive them to several popular Los Angeles nightclubs. Unbeknownst to him, the girls are both vampires. The movie then reveals that vampires have coexisted peacefully with humans for centuries, feeding only by consent. Victor, a wealthy vampire lord who has grown bored and discontented with his existence, is planning to subvert the system by kidnapping Jay's girlfriend, breaking the truce with Boyle Heights. Unbeknownst to Benny, 
Jay is secretly part of the human council charged with maintaining the peace between vampires and humans. As Jay and his allies begin hunting down all the vampires in L.A., Victor execute, executes a plan to wipe out his fellow lords and seize power for himself, while tasking Blair and Zoe with creating as much chaos in the city as they can to distract the vampire hunters and peacekeepers. When Benny drops the girls off at a hotel, he discovers that the hotel is actually a feeding ground for vampires and realizes that Blair and Zoe are using him. The girls threaten his life but spare him so they can get to Jay. During a visit to one of their targets, the girls are trapped by vampire hunters, but Benny decides to help them escape and lets them hide in his home. Benny then learns that Victor has his brother, who lost to the vampire in hand-to-hand -hand combat while trying to slay him. Benny drops the girls off at the last location on their list and discovers that the home belongs to Victor. Blair urges him to leave, but Benny refuses to abandon his brother. Inside the house, Benny finds several human prisoners being kept by the Lord as blood bags for him to feed on, including Jay. But Victor captures him while he is trying to free his brother. Victor and Zoe then threaten to kill him, leading Blair to turn against Victor and Zoe after realizing that she has feelings for Benny. In the struggle that follows, Zoe stabs Blair, and in retaliation, Benny remotely activates his brother's car, smashing a window and exposing sunlight, which kills Zoe. Victor then attacks Benny using Jay as bait and manages to bite Benny before Jay tackles him into the sunlight, killing him. Benny soon transforms into a vampire and the brothers go their separate ways after Jay decides to start training as a professional vampire hunter and tells Benny that he expects him to fight by his side when the city is plunged into chaos. Later that night, Benny meets Blair for an evening out. So I will tell you, um, the way that it ended made me think that they thought they were going to get a sequel out of this. I haven't really looked into it, but I cannot imagine the fans are asking for a sequel to this movie. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm clearly making it um, obvious to you guys how I felt about this, but I see no point in hiding it. Let's look at, let's do something fun here. Let's look at some of the reviews. So it's getting an average of 5.6 out of 10 stars, which I actually think is kind of a high rating for this movie. Um, but I see people, are, they call it mediocre. Someone says, just trying to be another cool vampire movie. Aimless sexiness. Um, <laughs> but everything was essentially just pointless. So true. So, so true. Um, this one says, so much potential wasted. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, night dentures. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. These reviews are are amazing. This one is one out of 10 stars and it says here to save you your precious time. <laughs> uh, this one just says forgettable. <laughs> this one is one out of 10 it says Benny is the most stupid character ever. <laughs> oh my, oh, this is amazing. Two out of 10 stars. And the title is the Nicki Minaj of vampire movies. I'm just going to stop right there. Cause that's probably the most amazing title I've ever seen. All right. So let's break it down because we are here for a vampire podcast. Appearance. All of the vampires we see look human. Most of them, I think, are supposed to be very attractive. They have these very cool, sleek outfits on. Megan Fox, who is gorgeous, wears like a kind of cape thing. So um, they all look very human. 
except for the fangs. They do have two sharp canines. Uh, you know that's how I like it. Um, but they are visible at all times, so they are not retractable. And we see varying lengths, so some are very petite while others are very long. Blood. These vampires have to drink blood. Um, over the course of the evening, we do hear that there are blood clubs where the vamps can go and feed from willing humans. These vampires can eat because we see Victor eating meat and we see the girls drinking slushies and alcohol. And something interesting, they do drugs at one point and they're clearly affected by drugs. So that's something different. Normally with vampires, they'll say like, I, I can't get high. I can't get... Um, you know, drunk and, or anything like that. But with these, they can. Sunlight. We know these vamps have to be out of the sunlight because we see two of them die by sunlight. Uh, the huge fight at the end, which I just described, where Benny uses the car to take out the glass walls of the house um, and then lets the sunlight kill Zoe. So cool. Great moment. It was like the only good two minutes of the whole movie. And then um, Benny's brother essentially tackles Victor and shoves him right into the light. So it was like suddenly slowed down. It was done in slow-mo and he uh, bursts in the sun. It was very cool. What about sleep? Well, since the movie happens over the course of 24 hours, we never actually get to see the vampires sleep. We don't see coffins or beds. I'm just assuming that they just need to be out of the sunlight. Uh, basically, they can sleep wherever they want. Another thing that never gets addressed is crosses. We never see this addressed in the movie, but we do see a lot of hunters and none of them use crosses. So we can assume crosses don't work or I would think the hunters would be using them. How are they made? At the end of the movie, as I told you, Benny is fatally wounded. He's been bitten and he's losing blood. So we see Blair open her wrist, put it in his mouth. And while he's drinking from her, she bites his neck and drinks from him. So... We can assume that's how vampires are made. <clears throat> how are they killed? So we see a few things done. There's sunlight, like I said, um, but we see several groups of hunters come after the vampires. Some have these like huge knives and swords. Some have crossbows with some kind of like flaming arrows. We see one of the vampire bosses after the girls have attacked him and he's clearly dying but we don't see how. He almost looks like he's poisoned. So all of his um, veins are blue and visible. He's wasting away. He's begging people for blood. So I don't know if he was exangu exanguinated and, and that is how he is dying or if they poisoned him in some way because at one point Blair is shot with one of these weird arrows and looks like she's dying the same way. Uh, there's so much in this movie that just is not explained. You're just supposed to accept it. The editing is very poor. The storyline is very weak. Uh, as far as powers, so we see that they're fast and strong, like almost all of the vampires we see, but that's really it. We don't see like mind tricks, anything like that. Um, I guess if they don't run afoul of a hunter or each other, they can live forever. So I guess immortality would be one of their powers. The rules, so actually the opening monologue of the film is um, Blair, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Blair telling um, the backstory of how the truce came into place. And she says, there are three rules. Don't let humans know we exist. Don't feed on the unwilling and never ever enter Boyle Heights without permission. 
So I guess those are the rules. And there seems to be some form of like hierarchy. It's almost like there's three separate factions of vampires and each has a leader. It's kind of like the mafia. Um, so there is some form of power structure or, or government or something, but they never explain it. Again, you're just supposed to accept it. Are they good or are they bad? Um, so the vampires clearly are meant to be the villains. 99% of the vampires in this movie are bad, but of course there's always the exception. Blair saves Benny and he of course is good. So she kind of, you know, falls in love with him. It's like, uh, it's, it's terrible, you guys. I'll talk about it at the end. I keep getting distracted. Tropes I love, tropes I hate. So I love the idea of the vampires running the city unbeknownst to humans. In this world, they have cops and politicians in their pockets. And I love the idea of vampire-run businesses like blood clubs. We see the vampire-run businesses in True Blood, in the Anita Blake series. Uh, but those, of course, are when the vampires are kind of out in the open. Um, we saw this sort of quote-unquote blood club thing happen in Blade as well. So it's not really original, but I do just kind of love the idea of that. Tropes I hate. I'm really growing to hate this whole like multiple factions of vampires all fighting each other trope. Maybe it's just the way that this movie played it out, but I just found it utterly ridiculous. Maybe it's because I myself just am bored by politics in general, but this whole like infighting thing gets really tiresome. Like the drama level that happens between these multiple factions of vampires is just utterly useless. So to me, it feels like you've been around for centuries and you still are just in a power struggle. Like what a waste of time and energy. You haven't grown up or matured or moved on in all these years. <laughs> all right, let's get to everybody's favorite, the ratings. Looks like this is gonna be a quick episode, but hey, I'm just glad to be back, my friends. So glad to be back. How evil or scary are the vampires of Night Teeth? Sorry, but these vampires are far from scary. They are narcissistic and flashy. They spend more time fighting amongst themselves than really being a problem for humans. Other than the caged humans in Victor's basement, we never really see them do anything particularly evil. They are bound by the sun. They're constantly hunted. They're under a lot of rules. So I, I give these vampires a 2 out of 10 stakes to the heart for scariness or evil levels. I'm just so bored. I, I don't, I, there are many, many things in this world way more scary than these vampires. How sexy or alluring are the vampires of Night Teeth? Well, guess what? They're not scary and they're not sexy. The film is shot in a very sleek style. The vampires are supposed to be sexy and dangerous, but they just come across as neither. Humans clearly are not drawn to them. Benny actually hates Zoe pretty much immediately. She's snarky, she's irritating. Blair comes across as meek and weak and just, ugh, Victor is a psycho. Even Megan Fox, who is the most beautiful actress, in my opinion, it does not seem sexy in this movie at all. As a matter of fact, um, when people ask me who would I have play Kate from my books in the movies, if I was not allowed to play Kate, it would be Megan Fox. 
I, I just think she is gorgeous and she did not come across as sexy or alluring in this movie at all. She came across as ridiculous. So we have a tie. I don't think this has ever happened. If it has, please let me know. Um, but the vampires of 19th get a two out of 10 onks uh, for sexiness and allure, which matches their evilness score. Both categories, they're rated a two out of 10. Wah, wah, wah. Sigh, so what are my thoughts about this? I mean, I think I've made myself abundantly clear at this point. This is another movie that I would never have finished unless it was for this podcast. The only redeeming quality in this movie was the music. I even looked up a few songs, but the storyline is confusing and convoluted. The characters rang from um, bland to completely unlikable. Uh, the war between the vampires and the hunters is so unexciting. I found myself rooting for absolutely no one in this movie. It's essentially West Side Story with vampires. I mean, there it is. You've seen the movie. I just described it to you. Shakespeare must freaking be rolling in his grave to know that Romeo and Juliet inspired this horrible 75 minutes of uninspired Netflix filming. I can only assume that they hoped this would warrant a sequel because of the way it ended, but I cannot imagine anybody would want to see any more of this story. I frankly didn't care about a single character in this movie. Uh, it's a short episode. It's 20 plus, or 21, 22 minutes because there is so little to talk about with this movie. I assure you, I will never, ever, ever watch this movie again. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, when people say, you know, what movie should I sit down and watch? I would never utter this title, ever. And I've, I've watched some stinkers, but um, this is really bad. I think up until this movie, the worst one I had seen was probably Blood Rain. And I would pick Blood Rain over this movie. That's how bad it was. So there it is. There it is, my fanged family. Um, Night Teeth on Netflix. Thank you for making it all the way to the end. Uh, I promise you I'm going to be back more regularly. Thank you to everybody who stuck it out while I had to take some serious breaks to finish school, graduate, and deal with what's happening in the hospital right now. I, I can't thank you enough. Um, my listenership definitely dipped in the last like two months because I haven't been uh, uploading regularly. So to you who stuck it out, I love you, and I hope I get to see you guys at some conventions this summer. I hope I get to meet you. Um, please send me pictures of you receiving Bite Shift or Code Blood in the mail because I do post those pictures. And um, to all of my listeners and all of my fans, I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.